Hello and welcome to the Here We Grow Show, a show specifically designed to bring together community leaders making a difference and share financial strategies so you can plan for and live the retirement lifestyle you've always dreamed. Your host is Amazon best-selling author, president, and founder of Fogith Financial Group, Michael Fogith. Hi, I'm Michael Fogarth. I believe in educating you about information that matters to you and your retirement. Join me this week and every week as we welcome today's leaders in our community, as well as experts in the field of finance and retirement to discuss topics that matter to you today. These discussions can help you make better financial decisions so you can plan for and live the retirement of your dreams. All right, folks. Well, welcome back to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, Michael Fogarth of the Fogarth Financial Group. And this week is another exciting week of the show because I'm going to tell you, this is a very relevant topic of things that are going on, things that I'm getting asked from from people in the streets, from just out having conversations, a lot of media attention to these topics that we're going to be talking about today, a lot of interviews we've been doing both locally and nationally here out of the office. And and my my guest here, if you will, I can't really call him a guest anymore. He's, He's a regular on the show. I have uh, Bradley Vay, who is our advisor representative here at Fogus Financial Group. And, and heck, I know, Brad, you're a superstar because you were on TV talking about some of the things that we were talking about. Um, you know, and it's funny, folks out there that, that go to our website, FogusFinancial.com, and you click on the media portion of our website, and you can see these articles that I'm talking about. And you can also see Brad's interview uh, that he did on Fox 2. Um, where they drove to our Northville office, sat down with Brad and, 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 you know, Brad, I love TV because, and you can talk to this, they interview you for like five or 10 minutes and go over every single talking point. And then when it airs on TV, you get like 30 seconds of each one of them. And it ends up being like, holy moly, where's the rest of the info? So, you know, uh, you got to love that. But the goal of today is folks out there listening right now is we are going to take Brad's segments and some of the things that, that we've been doing in the news recently and really dive in deep to them, spending a, a, a good amount of time on them so you as the listening audience can dig deeper into them. So the first one that I want to jump into, Brad, and I'll, and I'll let you jump in on this, is the four moves to avoid making with your stimulus check. So folks out there that are getting the stimulus, uh, maybe it's already been deposited or it's getting ready to be deposited into your account. These are things you should not do. Brad, what's number one? Well, the, the, the first thing you shouldn't do is just automatically pay off all debts at once. You know, it, it may sound like a good idea at the time. You owe X amount of money, you get a, a, a large check, and you want to just pay it all off at first. But you want to make sure that you're making the right moves and the smartest decision. I'm not saying don't pay off debt, but you want to do it in a smart, efficient way. Well, that's And that's a great point, right? And so... You know, I like to tell people not all debt is created equally, right? There's some debt you're going to want to look at with higher interest. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, you know, here's the thing. Don't just go out. If you have a, you know, $1,000 credit limit and you max the card out and you get a $1,400 check and just dump all 1000 into that, and then you're scrambling with the rest of it. So, you know, number two thing, you know, and you can piggyback off this, Brad, is number one, don't pay off all debts at once. Number two, you know, don't put it all into savings. Don't at the same time, don't just say, Hey, I'm going to save all this money for rainy days. And then let everything crumble around you. You know, talk to the folks out there a little bit about why they should not put it all into savings. Right. So right now, if you go to the bank and you deposit a check, they're paying you not even like 0.1% on your money. Right. So it's not earning anything. And it's definitely losing out to inflation. Now that's not to say 
uh, not to replenish your safety net or your emergency fund. Because, you know, COVID caught a lot of us off guard. Uh, a lot of us uh, were not working as much or had no paycheck coming in and ended up spending down a lot of that emergency fund. So, you know, you get a check, comes in, you want to look at uh, making sure you have the right plan of action going into, into play with it. Yes, you do want to replenish some of your emergency fund, right? You want to make sure you have that safety net, that little chunk of money in case the unexpected happens, which we, we all experienced in the last year. Absolutely. Um, but you don't just want to throw it all there because it's not going to earn anything, right? Well, you, you know, and folks, listen, these are the four things that you should avoid making with your stimulus check. So the first three are things you absolutely positively will should not be doing. And then the fourth one, I promise you, stick around to the end. We're going to, sh we're going to share with you the things really that you, you need to be looking at doing, right? So third thing is, you know, and, and I'm laughing a little bit on this one, but I think we've all been guilty of this. Um, young and old alike, different times of our lives. Maybe it's recent, maybe it's in years past, but, you know, you come into a little bit of money um, heck, it could be Christmas money. It could be birthday money. And in this case, it's stimulus money. But don't go out and make a bunch of unnecessary purchases and pick up those brand new pair of tennis shoes or, you know, a thousand dollar phone or something like that. Brad, talk to them about why making unnecessary purchases right. is really not the best. Right. Although it may be tempting to purchase everything you saved in your Amazon cart for future. <laughs> um, you know, you, you want to be smart about this, right? We, we got caught off guard really quick last year. And that just tells us that you never know when the unexpected is going to happen. That's not saying you can't reward yourself with a little bit of something, but you don't want to blow it all. <laughs> that yeah, would you're, be you're, you're right, right? I mean, it's, it's the unnecessary, right? It's, hey, um, you know, the malls are open, the stores are open back up. And and you just go out there and, and you're calculating to fill your basket to get that full 1400 or full of a, no, right. don't go out. Cause listen, I mean, and you're right, Brad, it feels good sometimes, right? The immediate gratification. Hey, I got something new, but I promise you the next day or two, you're going to wake up and you're going you're gonna to have that regret of, oh man, I probably should not have done that. So my, those are the my, first three, right? Yeah my, my, yeah. my wife accuses me that of sometimes that just kind of jumping the gun and buying something. She says, you're never going to use it. So if I buy something, I have to make sure I use it just so, so I can't prove her right on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, and you don't want to be wasting that money, right? We, yeah. all, we all have those guilty pleasures folks. I mean, yeah. but, but the goal of, of, of today's segment, if you will, is these are the things that you want to avoid doing, right? Number one, don't pay off all, don't take all that money and dump it into debt without having an idea of what is a good debt versus bad debt. Don't put it all into savings, right? Brad's point, they're not paying any interest and it's just sitting there. Now, if it's replenishing and you have a plan for it, we'll talk about that in a minute, but don't pay off all the debt. Don't put it all into savings. Don't make unnecessary purchases. Don't go out there and just randomly buy things with it because it makes you feel good short term because everything ties into this fourth thing, right? The fourth thing is, do not invest this money without a plan. And investments can be, you know, in the world that we'll talk about at the end of the show, folks, again, stick around till the end of the show. We are going to be talking about the roller coaster. And I feel like it's a broken record of what's going on with the stock market swings right now that are happening to people's accounts. So don't invest it without a plan, maybe into the market, but also don't invest it into paying off debt. Don't invest it into savings unless you have a plan. Brad, so tell people, what, what, give them a brief idea. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but give them a brief idea of what a plan would look like here with, with investing. Well, you know, 
you know, it all sounds good. You hear about the GameStop stop and the uh, the AMC theater and people buying into it and, and quadrupling and, and tenfolding their money because the stocks are going up. Uh, but remember, by the time most of most people hear about these things, it's almost too late to get involved. You want to make sure that you have a plan of action in place for investing. Investing is a great, 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 great way to increase your wealth, your savings, and put away for retirement. But you want to do it structured in a proper way, not just with a gut feeling or because you heard something on the news. And we're like you said, we're going to talk about that more in the next segment here. Um, it, it, the biggest thing to, to think about though is is have a plan. Uh, and if you have no idea what you're doing, uh, I would recommend reaching out to your advisor or someone you know or trust. Heck, you can give us a call. We work with uh, anybody out there that's looking to invest. Um, we'll help you uh, put together a plan so that you do things the proper way. Well, not only doing things you know the proper way, but having a plan and doing them, right? I have an appointment later later on this week um, with a 40-year-old and I have an appointment later on this week with an 80-year-old, right? So it's, it's, and it's everybody in between. And the reason why is because it's all about building a plan. So listen, these are the four things to avoid and not to do with the stimulus check. Do not go anywhere, folks, because when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about ways to improve your credit using stimulus check and how to spend it wisely. So when we come back from the break, this is things that you must do with your stimulus money. When times get tough, who do you have on your team? At Focus Financial Group, we win by helping you achieve the retirement you've always dreamed of. Clients who work with Fogeth Financial Group know they are backed by a solid, experienced, and winning team. It's time to choose your team. Choose the team from Fogeth Financial Group, a team of champions. Fogeth Financial Group, building our team to be a part of your team. All right, folks, well, welcome back to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, as always, Michael Fogeth of the Fogeth Financial Group. And our guest, if you will, I, I should call him a regular, but I should call him my co-host nowadays. Uh, we have Bradley Bay, our investment advisor out of Fogeth Financial Group. And right before the break, um, Brad and I were talking about the four moves to avoid. These are things not to do. So if you missed that segment where you only caught a portion of it and you want more of that, go to your favorite podcast provider. We are going to upload this episode and all episodes so you can listen at your leisure whenever you want, driving, walking, whatever it may be, it is on your favorite podcast providers. So, Brad, these are the things right before break we talked about to avoid. What I like to do is, okay, those are things not to do, but I always like to reward and tell people what to do, right? So, this, this part is, is an article that I was interviewed on that I, I really think is probably the best thing to do because... Look, if you got a, an opportunity to receive stimulus money, why not leverage that into something that's going to be paying dividends for the rest of your life? And what I mean by that is not a, not a stock with dividends. I'm talking about your credit score, right? I mean, your credit score impacts everything that you do nowadays from the insurance on your home and your automobiles to buying an automobile to, heck, buying a house that could save you tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, again, we talked about things, you know, not to pay all your debt off at once. So the first thing that I like to tell people is if you have stimulus money or extra money is always, always, always make sure at an absolute minimum, you pay the minimum amount due on 
all of your debt. Do not miss a month and say, hey, I'm going to double up over here because of interest or I'm going to, whatever it may be, I gave him a group. Always make sure you pay that minimum, right? So yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that's one of the biggest negative uh, marks on a credit score is if you have late payments or missed payments, uh, even if it was something not because you couldn't pay it, uh, maybe you forgot. So what I do is I set up all of my cards have automatically have the minimum payment paid automatically every month, no matter what, just so something doesn't slip your mind or, or maybe you forget or maybe you're um, you know, something happened, you're not able to do it. That way it automatically does that. Uh, because yeah, one so mark, I mean, think, think of all the stuff that, that that's been going on this last year, like you're paying your credit card probably wasn't at the top of your priority list. When we're talking about pandemics and health and heck, what if you go to the hospital? Let's go worst case scenario. God forbid something happens to you. Oh gosh, I got to get home and log in. I got to mail a check, whatever the heck that it is. Brad, what a phenomenal point, you know, make sure. And again, use the technology to your advantage, pay the minimums, automatically like go in there click the, the button on your computer or your phone or whatever it is and automatically every month you know at a minimum now listen that doesn't mean you you know you can't pay more or a different amount but you know for a fact your minimum is paid right yeah and that's the other exactly. thing too is you know number two don't don't put all of the money towards one card right um i always tell people your cards should really be below a 40 percent right just because you have a a thousand dollar maximum or a credit limit that doesn't mean you should spend all thousand dollars i tell people and again this is another huge thing if, if you're if your borrow to credit ratio is is too high there's going to be negative marks are going to say hey you have available 100 percent of your credit but you're using 80 percent of it that's going to look like somebody that's in financial distress so try and keep that number below 40 right yeah. And, and, and then the third thing is on this one, Brad, talk to us about negotiating lower interest on cards. Again, you can call a company and, and allude to this. Hey, I got some money. What, what can you do with that to kind of, you know, push them a little bit towards that? Right. It gives you a little bit of negotiating power because a lot of times you sign up for cards and they give you a 0% interest for the first year. Then all of a sudden after that first year, they'll jump it up to like 25, 30%. Right. And if you're thinking in the back of your mind that, hey, I have a 0% interest, I can leave that balance going. Right. All of a sudden, now, now you're seeing interest charges on there. You can call up and negotiate with the credit card companies. Sure. Right? Yeah. You know, you have, say, you have a $1,000 balance and you, they're at a 30% interest rate. And you call them and say, hey, I've got 500 bucks. I can pay off half my balance. But will you work with me on the interest rate? On, on the remaining funds or, or over the next year, because I'm making an effort to get this paid down, or I plan on using the card more and paying it off quicker, things of that nature. And, and a lot of times they'll work with you. Phenomenal point, right, folks? It's kind of like your cable bill, your cell phone bill, right? Sometimes if you just make that call and ask, say, hey, what can you do? You know, you don't know who's on the other end of the phone and you don't know, really know what options they have. So please just, just take a little bit of effort in there to negotiate those interest rates because Again, the higher the interest rate, the more that goes towards the company, the less it goes towards your balance. All right. So let's let's kind of uh, you know wrap more things up of things that you can do to improve your credit score. And again, don't just put all of your money into savings, Brad. We said that don't do, but what should they do? So what you should do is, is you know, spread the money around, right? Like it, it ties in with not paying all your debts off at once. It's it's lowering down your uh, credit to debt ratio right? Instead of putting all 1400 in the savings, you can lower your, your um, amount owed across different cards, 
right? That way it it'll help raise your score up, right? And it's money that you're gonna have to spend on it anyways, right? So you wanna make sure you hit all those avenues. Um, the You don't wanna throw it all in the savings because it's not earning anything either. Uh, and you can also look at other uh, avenues like doing some home improvements, things around the house that could help better your um, your property value, your home right. value. You're, you're leveraging your money, right? If you do right. $500 worth of improvements, of, let's say you buy $500 worth of material, well, the odds are you've increased your value well, well above $500 because of your equity that you put your quote unquote sweat equity into that, that your home. So, you know, the other, you know, the thing that we did say is, don't make unnecessary purchases. Well, that, that I know it's pretty simple and easy to say, right? Well, I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. You know, Brad said this, it's, it's been a crazy year. If all your debt is paid on time and all your interest rates are low and your savings account is good, yes, it's okay, go out, celebrate, buy yourself something, but don't buy all of the something, right? right. Don't take all that money and spend all of it, okay? And so what we mean by that is, we say have a plan, right? And I know we probably sound like a broken record here on the show of have a plan, have a plan, have a plan. But for those of you that now have this money or you're, you're projecting yourself to get this money, it's going to be a lot easier to stick to a plan if you have the plan before it comes. Because we're emotional people, right? I mean, we, I, I you, everybody buys things on emotion. We spend money on emotion. You look back, hey, I probably, Brad says his wife yells at him all the time. Probably shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I, I agree. I, I agree with my wife. Yeah, you're right. I probably felt so good in that moment, right? right? So what, what does a plan look like for people, Brad, moving forward here as we wrap up uh, this right. segment? Well, one of, the, one of the great things about a, a plan is, you know, if you're working and you're saving for retirement, you can contribute to a traditional IRA, which would help reduce your taxes this year, or you can contribute to a Roth IRA that would grow tax-free, Right, so you so you've hit the other uh, other points here. You, you've you've freshed up your uh, savings account, your emergency fund. You've paid down some of the the higher interest rate debt. You're under that forty percent. You bought yourself a little bit something nice, and say you have five hundred dollars left over uh, to invest. Um, and you haven't had one of these other accounts. Um, you know, I look at uh, Roth IRAs if you're eligible for it because you could invest that five hundred dollars in a Roth IRA for it to grow. Uh, but the great thing about a Roth is you can access any contributions at any time without any uh, any penalties, right? So you could actually kind of use that as a, a future emergency fund. Yeah, if you had to, right? And if so you I had think that, that, listen, folks, when we come back from the sake from from this segment, we're going to wrap up with talking about a Roth IRA, talking about the market because it's a wild ride out there right now, and you do not want to miss this last segment. We're going to dig in really deep and really understand what changes you should be making inside of your accounts. What if your retirement plan was like the game of golf? Would you be landing on the green, in the sand, or in the water? At Fogoth Financial Group, we create a custom retirement plan unique to each one of our clients so they can play a better game. Because unlike in golf, there are no mulligans in retirement. To join our hundreds of satisfied clients, book your complimentary consultation with us online or call us at 844-4FOG. U-T-H. Folks, welcome back to the Here We Grow radio show. I know we, we, we ended on a high note, Brad, in that last segment. I mean, we covered a lot in a short period of time. And so what we talked about right before the first segment was things that you should avoid doing with your stimulus money. These are the things in the last segment we talked about that you should be doing. So don't do this, do this. 
And now we're going to talk a little bit about the market and some of the things that people should be looking at and paying attention to, because here's the thing. It's a wild ride out there right now. And, it, you know, Brad said this earlier, if the last year taught us anything, it's almost expect the unexpected. Well, heck, you can't have a plan to say expect the unexpected all the time. So if you want to listen to this segment and all of our segments from this show and previous shows, folks, I encourage you to go to your favorite podcast provider and download the Here We Grow show and like it, subscribe. Every time a new show comes out on a weekly basis, you'll automatically be notified of that. Or if you're a, you know, a listener right here on the radio, make sure you go to those platform so you can listen to this entirety because there may be some things that you want to pause and start and stop and say, hey, write it down and take those notes. Or quite frankly, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, reach out to Brad or reach out to myself and we'd love to schedule time to talk to you about how these things are impacting you. I know when this show airs, we get a lot of people that go to our website and they contact us and they send us a message. Hey, I have a question here about this. Um, we had some local teachers the other week that, that you know reached out to us and said, hey, we heard you. We want to know about this versus that. And so, Brad, let's wrap up today's segment because this is something I think that everybody out there can, can really benefit from, right? The market is having these swings that may have hurt many of the you know, American retirement savings accounts. And they've seen the market cause havoc on their 401ks, their IRAs, their 403Bs. You know, they've gone back up and then they go back down and then they go up. And, and, and it really is a crazy time. How often? And this is this is one that I know that we talk about a lot in our office. But how often should these people out there right now be looking at their retirement accounts? So, I mean, it's different for everybody. But remember, retirement accounts, depending on your age, is going to be, it could be, you know, this year or in the future sometime uh, when you're, when you get closer to your 60, 65 years old or your full retirement age. So if, if the, if the, if the swings cause you heartburn and make you feel upset, don't pull up the statement and look at it every single day, right? Yeah, and I think based on your age, right? right. So, I, you know, when I always talk to people and tell people about this, and we talk a lot out in the office, it's really, it has more to do with your age, right? The closer you're getting to the finish line, to Brad's point, the less you should be emotionally invested to these swings of like, oh, I'm gonna rip my hair out. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night. Ah, or if you're 20, 30 years old, you're just going to keep pumping as much as you possibly can because a downstroke in the market can turn out to be a positive for you because you're buying at a lower rate. So it's all about, you should be looking at these consistently. If here's the thing I always tell people, if you're the only one looking at them, right? if you have a professional in your corner, you probably can pull back a little bit and maybe do a, a yearly or a quarterly review, but heck, I sure hope somebody's looking at it more than once or twice a year. If right. it's you or if you're only meeting with your, your advisor, that's great. You only meet with them once a year, but how often are they looking at it? Right. right. And I know in our office, it's on a daily basis. We literally every single day, our investment committee is meeting on a daily basis, going over the reports from our committee to come in and we're, we're making and having discussions daily. So look, it's not the fact that we're making moves for you or suggesting anybody do anything. It's purely from the standpoint of we're paying attention to it. So if you're doing it on your own, are you looking at it every day? And the problem becomes you now become emotionally invested to Brad's point. Right. Exactly. When you have a, a professional help and manage your assets, they're the ones who are, are supposed to be looking at it and, and taking the 
um, the worry off of your shoulders. Let them do their job. That's what we do every day. We look at it every single day. We make sure that we're, we're, um, we're adjusting based on what's going on, right? And that leads to what's coming up. How often should people rebalance their accounts? You know, when you look at the, what happened with the coronavirus last year, right? And where we're at today, the market was a quick dip down 35%, right? In a very short period of time. And it recovered by the end of the year last year and was even positive. So when you have that, and if you rebalance, we rebalance on, uh, on our accounts, what quarterly on our ETF strategy and on our stock strategy monthly, because we're making sure that we're, our clients are set up so their, their allocations are correct for what their goals overall are, right? That, that's a huge, huge point, right? Everyone in our office gets something different based on their wants and their needs, their retirement their income, their age, right? And again, I see so many people that come through our doors and they have cookie cutter portfolios and everybody looks the same. Like I, I can tell you most of the time who their advisor is based on their portfolio. And, I, and, and to me, it's maddening because there, no, there should be no two alike. So, you know, I think it's important that I call this, you know, I just talked about this the other day at a presentation I was doing and I said, you know, with spring coming and, and, and golf season right around the corner here in Michigan, the market gave us the ultimate mulligan, the ultimate do-over last year. And for those of you that are not golf fanatics, a mulligan means you get to hit it again. You get to do-over that shot. Most likely you made a bad shot. So you're like, give me a mulligan. I'm going to hit another one. And so the market did the exact same thing. The market took a bad shot. The market crashed down in a very short period of time. But to Brad's point, what he just said is it gave you the ultimate do-over. Well, what did that mean? It rebounded so quickly that as long as you didn't panic or get emotional, you should not have been able to, you should not have had to, if you will, take another shot because that shot ended up correcting itself. And so what I like to share with people is if you did not like the first shot that you had that went bad really fast, you get the ultimate do-over to fix it, to not allow that to happen again. Right. Because it's nobody's fault, but the advisors, if they let it happen again for clients that are uncomfortable, right? If you're right. okay in the heck, you're calling and saying, hey, buy me more when it crashes. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the person that said, man, I didn't sleep at night. I, I, I thought I was working forever. Like you didn't like how it felt to lose. Look, nobody likes to lose money, but it really, really bothered you. You probably should not let that happen again because Brad doesn't know. I don't know. Nobody knows when it's going to happen again, but historically the market goes up and historically the market goes down. Right. Right. And there, there are strategies out there that remove the market risk right? So that you don't ever have to go through that complete situation again. And if you're uncomfortable with the swings, then maybe it's time to sit down and figure out a different strategy. So number one, it, you can sleep at night. And two, you know that no matter what happens in the future, you're not going to lose a ton of money uh, because the market swings. You know, hey, what a great closing point. Thank you for saying that because I would have missed it. Folks, Brad's right. There are options out there to completely and we do it every day and that's shame on me for not saying it earlier brad kudos to you folks we do this every day with our clients 
we will remove the market risk for you with still giving you some of the market's upside. That is a potential. It's not like, hey, I, well, my I thought I only could put my money in the bank. No, we can still partake in some of that upside without the downside. So folks, thank you so much for tuning into the Here We Grow radio show this week and each and every week. Um, do us a favor, give us some likes, give us some reviews on your favorite podcast providers out there. And make sure you tune in next week as we're going to go in a little bit deeper to articles and interests that are important to you, our listening audience. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you found this information here helpful. Both myself and my team at Fogut Financial Group want to provide you with the latest resources and education to help you make the best decision for your financial future. And that's why we want to offer you a complimentary review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so you can make an informed decision for yourself moving forward. We will meet you at either one of our office locations or via video conference to examine your portfolio and answer any questions you may have. I promise you'll walk away with more knowledge of where you stand with your portfolio. To get started, all you need to do is visit fogothfinancial.com. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Investment advisor services offered through Brooks Capital Management LLC, BCM, the registered investment advisor, BCM and Focus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and informed agents.